Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to dive into our full Round 21 review. Cracking week it was. We've got our Round 22 team list dropping at 4pm this afternoon. So you can expect a podcast around 4.30 or so where we go through all of those teams named and dive into all the new selections heading into Round 22, which of course is Supercoach Final. So a massive week for a lot of guys out there. Let's dive into Round 21 though. And on Thursday night, we saw the Newcastle Knights taking on the Brisbane Broncos, a home game for the Newcastle Knights from Suncorp Stadium, of course, as per the situation at the moment. And look, uh, the first try was scored by Tessie New in this game, and I thought the Knights looked electrifying in the first 20 minutes. Uh, when I watched that first 10 minutes, I just thought, my God, Brisbane are never going to be in this contest. And to their credit, they really hung in. Uh, Jake Clifford, who's been unreal since arriving at the Newcastle Knights, by the way, he's been better than what I probably ever expected him to be when Newcastle signed him. Uh, I think he's been doing a great job. Mitch Pearce scored just before half-time, and I think they went in 12-all in this game, and for me, I I was surprised, because Newcastle, they had all the ball early. Caelan Ponga looks so dangerous to start the game. I think Supercoach-wise, he got like 70 points or something, but Mate, I thought in the first 15 minutes, he he could have scored 60 points in that time. He was looking unreal, but God, they defended him well. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon came back into this side. I thought he was great as well. Obviously came off with a HIA, then had a shoulder injury. We're waiting to see what happens with Lachlan Fitzgibbon, but I thought he was very impressive. Mitch Barnett, another good knockout once again. And look, Brisbane, I thought they hung in this contest really well. As I said early, I thought they were going to get blown off the park. And personally, I thought the Broncos left a couple of tries out there, to be honest with you. There was a couple of moments there where Tessie New had opportunities. Uh, The one that he did score was another one where he he could have passed and it would have been a definite try for them. I think Tessie probably left another one to two tries out there realistically with some poor decision-making. But that's the reality of having a young guy at fullback. Uh, He's also going to produce some of the great highlights that we've seen over the last few weeks. But... I thought it was a pretty spirited performance from the Brisbane Broncos. I thought they hung in the contest, and I didn't think that they probably would, to be honest with you. I do think, though, that this Brody Croft experiment at seven, I think it's done. We've heard this morning that he's signed with Salford, I believe. Uh, so he'll be going to the English Super League next year. For me... I will be shocked if Albert Kelly isn't the halfback next week. I thought they looked like a much better side once he entered the contest. I think he has to be the seven. I think this discussion surely 
Surely it has to be over, but we'll see which way uh, Kevin Walters goes this afternoon. Supercoach-wise in this game, top scorer came for the Brisbane Broncos. Tessie New, 84. Herbie Farnsworth, 77. Corey Oates, 66. Payne Haas, probably a disappointing 61 by his standards. You're probably expecting around that 70 mark, but... You know, if a guy's getting 60 and that's disappointing, that's a pretty damn good knock. Danny Levi with an impressive 57. Uh, Tyson Gamble, 52. Jordan Rickey, 49. Paliasia, 42. We've just heard news that I believe his season is over, so that's disappointing for Paliasia with an injury. Uh, Xavier Willison scored a try on debut, which was great to see. Uh, Jesse Arthurs, 38, replacing uh, Tony Staggs there, who they desperately missed. That right edge, it looked like an absolute shell of what it was last week when Katoni was there. Uh, Jermaine Osako, 16, get, didn't get much ball. Brody Croft, 11 there. For the Newcastle Knights, we'll just talk about the relevant guys here. Mitch Pierce came up with an 80. Mitch Barnett, if you've been holding on to Mitch Barnett, it's been a roller coaster, but you would have been stoked on the weekend. A try, 78 points. Really good knock there by Barnett. Jake Clifford, 71, along with Kalen Ponga, 71. I know a lot of people put the VC. Some had the C on KP as well. So um, 71, but my God, that could have been 130 realistically. I thought he looked so dangerous in the first 20 minutes and just wasn't getting the points for how well he was playing. A couple of guys let him down here and there. A couple of try assists that fell just short. So it could have been anything for KP. He's a really scary prospect on the way home. Tyson Brazell, a, a little pod for a lot of people. 62 points. You'll be happy with that. Tawala backed up his massive score the week before with a 59 in a game that really did have limited opportunities. Daniel Saifiti, 57. He was massive in this game. He was huge, Daniel Saifiti. He was so impressive. David Clemmer, 50. Jacob Saifiti, 48. Connor Watson, a disappointing 36 there. I tipped him to have a big game. Thought he had good impact, but I I thought he would definitely have more in this game. So a 36 from Connor Watson. No one else overly relevant except, of course, Bradman Best. A lot of people went heavy on Bradman Best. 27 points. He went big last week, produced 27 this week. Had a little scare where he went to hospital, but we're hearing that Bradman Best is okay, thankfully for owners there, and I think there will be more points to come for Bradman Best, so sit tight there. Friday, the first game kicked off, uh, 6pm the Canberra Raiders and Georgia Illawarra Dragons I didn't get to see too much of this game, to be perfectly honest with you guys uh, Canberra Raiders won this one by 8 points, St George, I just think they are a sinking ship at the moment uh, this is going to get worse before it gets better I think it was 12 all going into half time, or 12-10, something along those lines Tommy Starling scored in the 43rd minute, uh, which sealed that game for them. Uh, I think there was a penalty goal later by Jared Croker as well. But I didn't get to see too much of this game, guys, so I won't pretend like I know exactly what happened here. Uh, I'll have to catch up on it this week to watch both these sides. I think the Canberra Raiders are really interesting at the moment. Very interesting side moving forward. Uh, let's have a look at their Supercoach scores for the Canberra Raiders. Joey Tapanay top scored 69. Rapana 63. Becoming a little pot option, Rapana, whilst he's playing fullback. He's just involved in everything. Obviously scored a try in this game, but I really like what I'm seeing from Rapana. Uh, Tommy Starling, 60. Josh Papali, 51. Sammy Williams keeps putting up decent numbers, 48. Elliot Whitehead, 47. Jack Whiten, 46. Hudson Young, 42. Joshy Hodgson, 39. Uh, Matty Tomoko came up with a 29. Hadawira Naira, 28. Obviously coming off the bench in this game. Very disappointing. A lot of people are very keen owners on him. Jared Croker, 27. That rounds out all the relevant guys for the Canberra Raiders. For the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Jack DeBellin, 75. I think he updated from 41, so... 
A big jump there from JDB. Tariq Sims, 72. Jack Bird at fullback, 61. Another pot option for people. Obviously, a guy you can play in the back row or in the center wings whilst he's playing fullback. We're hearing that Dufty will be left out of the side once again. So a guy to maybe keep an eye on there, Jack Bird. I've already taken a few gambles on Jack Bird this year. They haven't quite paid off. So I think... uh, I think I'm a little bit burnt from that one, but I think for other people, they should be looking at him. Blake Laurie, a big 58, return to form there. Josh Maguire, 55. Zaki Lomax on return, 50. Kloon, 49. Ravalawa, 46. Matty Fiego, 43. Scored a try in this one, obviously. Uh, Billy Burns, 42. Andrew McCulloch, 35. Split his head at one point there with a head clash with Cody Ramsey playing less minutes. Uh, No one else overly relevant there. Cody Ramsey did come up with a zero, unfortunately, as we said, with that injury. The late game on Friday night saw the Parramatta Eels taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And unfortunately, more of the same for the Parramatta Eels. The Rabbitohs really put them through them here. Uh, I think they led 12-0 at halftime. Uh, they extended that just after the break to 24-0. Then uh, you saw the Parramatta Eels make a little comeback. Sevo and Wonga Blake score. But the South Sydney backline, mate, they are just electrifying. And dare I say... We're going to talk about the Supercoach score in a minute where Josh Mansell, he was the highest scorer of the week, 171. He was unreal. I think he was on about 100 after 25 minutes or something. Scored two tries. Dare I say, if Alex Johnson was there, I think they would have scored another four tries. You could just tell Josh Mansell, he just lacked that little bit of pace sometimes to get away from defenders that I think if AJ was there, it would have been even worse for the Parramatta Eels. So they can probably count their blessings there. But... Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, Adam Reynolds, the same old crew. They were unbelievable in this game. Such an impressive performance. The Parramatta Eels, I mean, with Mitch Moses back, I had a lot of people message me say, once they get Moses, they'll be okay. Look, I think it's time to face reality with the Parramatta Eels that, you know, we we all sort of joke about the West Tigers that, you know, they're always coming ninth. I mean, the Parramatta Eels, there's got to start to be a bit of talk about them consistently being fourth or fifth. And yes, that's a fantastic performance. Being fourth or fifth is great, but the gap between fourth and fifth and three, two, and one every year, it is just getting wider and wider for the Parramatta Eels. So, interesting to see how they handle it over the next few years. They've now got Gutho asking for a million dollars a season if those reports are true. Uh, very interesting to see how this plays out with the Parramatta Eels. South Sydney, though, really impressive. Played a full game here as well, which is what they're starting to do. That's always been my worry with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, that they're, they're just not playing consistently for 80 minutes. I thought they looked really good in this game, and good God, they're going to miss Adam Reynolds. They're going to miss him so much. Such a fantastic footballer. I love the way he goes about his business. As I said, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, they're just in unreal touch at the moment. They're playing some great footy. Another shout-out for Junior Chitola, who came off the bench. I thought he was unreal in this game, making a return from injury. A very impressive player, Junior Chitola, along with Cam Murray as well. Now, I compared him to Bradley Clyde a few months ago. Uh, said it again a few weeks ago. Had less people push back on it now. I think you can start to see those similar similarities. He's an unreal player, Cameron Murray. One of the best forwards in our game. And if you argued with me he's the best forward in our game, fuck it, it'd be hard to push back on you, to be honest with you. He's an unreal footballer, Cam Murray. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, when we have a look at the Supercoach scores, obviously top scorer for South Sydney, Joshy Mansour, out on the left edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Damn it, some good real estate out there. Cam Murray with a 92. Cody Walker, 90. Jackson Paulo, 80. Dane Gagai, 77. Adam Reynolds, 74. Damian Cook, 66. If you have gone with Damian Cook, there's not too many options at hooker. So to get a 66 out of Cookie, I think you'd be stoked with that just quietly. He's obviously a guy with huge high-end potential, but there's not much else doing at nine. So you'd be happy with that from Cook. Hopefully he can start to score a bit more moving forward. Latrell Mitchell, 64. Cullum and Tungy, 63. 
Totola, as I said, 51. A really solid performance from Totola. Tommy Burgess, 49. Tane Milne, 44. Not bad considering he didn't score a try. You'll take that. Uh, Jai Arrow, 37. No one else overly relevant for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. For the Parramatta Eels, Isaiah Papali'i top scored there, 66. Matto, 64. Sevo, 52 with a try. Junior Paulo, 50. Mitch Moses, Sorry, I missed the first two. Sorry, guys. Wonga Blake top scored there, 81. Sorry. Nathan Brown with an 80 as well. Nathan Brown, he's starting to look really impressive. And now with Regan Campbell-Gillard missing and now with uh, the hooker out, Reed Marnie, obviously a couple of options for Nathan Brown to play more minutes now. So really excited for Brownie moving forward. I think he could be a decent little pot in your classic teams, to be honest with you. Mitch Moses, 49. Sean Lane, 38. Reid Marnie, 36. If you held Reid Marnie all season, it's been a roller coaster. Very sad to see his season end this way. Very, very disappointing. Near Corey, 36. Dill Brown, 34. Clint Gutherson, if you're still holding on to Gutho, you sort of knew this was coming realistically. 32 points against the top teams. Gutho does not score well. The Parramatta Eels do not play well. It's just the reality of who they are. Gutho's a guy that you want for your flat trackers. That's the reality of him. I think all draft players understand that more than anyone. So, just the reality of Gutho moving forward there. Hayes Dunster a 15. Oregon Confuci, he went out in the first set of the game for one point there. Okay, Super Saturday kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Cronulla Sharks and Jesus Christ, what a game this was. Just uh, not a great game, but just fucking out there. Uh, obviously, Will Chambers headlined this one once again, going at Kane Evans. Kane Evans got Simbin twice. Um, not many guys get Simbin twice. He's in a pretty elite company, I'm thinking. Cam Munster, 2018. I think there was someone last year as well. Can't think off the top of my head. I actually, um, I grew up playing footy against Kane, and I told this on the podcast the other day. It's unreal. You know, as much as the weekend wasn't great, and what he wrote on his wrist a few weeks ago was just dumb fucking beyond stupidity. Um, Kane Evans is a guy that I remember when I used to play against him, his club mascot, they had, you know, an A and a B team when we were in the under 15s, under 16s. And I remember he was on the B team and he wasn't even that dominant in the B team, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if he was the best front rower in that team. And that mascot A team, they were bloody handy. They were a very good football side. And I mean, if you would have got a list of the guys that you think would have made first grade, I promise you, Kane Evans wouldn't have been in the top 20 picks. It's unreal what he's done. A year later, he made Harold Matz of the Roosters, and everyone went, what? How? And then he just went on from there. He's had a he's done a really awesome job to get to where he is, Kane Evans. Yeah, there's been brain explosions. There's been mistakes here and there. But he's a really good example to a lot of young footballers out there that might not be making those rep teams. Mate, Kane Evans wasn't even making the A team in the under-16s of his club football team. And he is the same size now as he was then. So an incredible effort from Kane Evans. A really good example of what you can achieve if you just work your ass off, which is what Kane has done. Um, but yeah, that sort of headlined this entire game. And of course... Will Chambers got under the skin there. I mean, a pretty handy day out for Will Chambers. Yes, he didn't get the win. I understand that. But he got Dallin Matenis-Lesniak on report. He got Matt Lodge on report. He got Kane Evans-Sinbin twice. He's copped a heavy fine, and he's going to be suspended. Jeez, I had an aneurysm there. Suspended for a couple of weeks. So... Jeez, a pretty good rap sheet for a guy that I think he was just out there to sledge anyway. But interesting to see how this situation with him plays out. Apparently, a lot of the Sharks are pretty off him. So, worth watching there. Uh, I thought for the Warriors, you and Aitken, unreal once again. A sensational performance. Reese Walsh was great. We're going to talk about him later. But I think my favorite player at the Warriors right now, Joshy Curran. Wow. I posted about him last night. A very impressive performance. An absolute workhorse with a massive motor and a fantastic skill set to, uh, to suit 
as well. We'll talk about him later over the next 24 hours. We'll do a deep dive on him, but he is looking sensational at the moment. Look, the Warriors, um, they had no reason to win this game. No reason whatsoever. They had three sim bins. Yes, Chanel Harris-Tavita was at the back end of the game, but... I mean, they lost Kane Evans five minutes before halftime. For me, I think that's probably the worst possible time to lose someone to a sin bin. They conceded two tries in that five minutes. So they were um, up at that point, I believe. They, they conceded two tries in that moment. Then in the 64th minute, they conceded another sin bin to Kane Evans. So from the 64th to the 74th minute, short once again. So some awful times to be left short. The second half, they essentially played the second half, 15 minutes of it, 15 minutes out of 40 of it. With 12 players on the field, they didn't concede a point. So incredibly impressive from the New Zealand Warriors or incredibly disappointing from the Cronulla Sharks, however you want to look at it. For me, one of the more disappointing games I've ever seen the Sharks play, to be perfectly honest with you. As I said, for almost half of the second half, the Warriors only had 12 guys on the field. They're already decimated. They're already missing so many of their best players. And Cronulla didn't put a point on. In fact, the New Zealand Warriors won the second half 12-0. So... Very, very disappointing for the Sharks there. I posted a thing that I saw on a Sharks forum. A fan absolutely giving to him, saying it's it's the most disappointing Sharks team he's ever seen. And I, I sort of thought that was a little bit over the top, but I'm surprised how many Sharks fans completely agreed. I, I still bring it back to, I think, Saki John Morris was a terrible, terrible mistake. I understand you're missing Sean Johnson. I get that. But, I mean, look at the Warriors, how many guys they're missing. They're showing up week in, week out. So, interesting to see what the Sharks do this week. If we see a couple of changes, we might see Metcalf come into the halves. I think... You could see Tyg Wilton return as well. So disappointing game for the Cronulla Sharks, but well done to the New Zealand Warriors. Resilient as all hell. I think as soon as I tipped the Warriors to make the top eight and be a smoky, they didn't win a game. As soon as I said I was wrong, I got it wrong. They haven't lost a game. So fuck knows what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, typical guru sort of shit. Let's have a look at Supercoach scores for the New Zealand Warriors. Joshy Curran, top score with 111. What a performance. Champion player. Reese Walsh, 101. Really handy performance. Ewan Aitken, 89 in the back row. Available at centre wing. That is gold. Matty Lodge, 75. He looks like he's suspended for two weeks now. So a big loss for a lot of Supercoach players there. Peter Hicku, we told you to pick him up. I hope you listened to us. 65 without a try. He had one line break, so it's essentially 50-odd in base. Sensational. Adam Fanua Blake, 62. He's looking for a big uh, uptake over the next few weeks with Matty Lodge missing. Sean O'Sullivan, 51. Dallin Martinez-Lesniak, 51 with a try. Montoya, 37. Who else is here? Eli Katoa, 28. Cody Nicarima, 28. Jazz Tavega, 25. Kane Evans with a zero. Chanel Harris-Tavita, 20. Both of those guys with sim bins. Kane Evans with multiple sim bins, obviously. Let's look at the Cronulla Sharks. Supercoach scores. Will Kennedy, 104. He just keeps on keeping on Will Kennedy. Such an impressive season from him. Fuck, he deserves better than what he's got. Britton Nakora, 77. Jesse Ramian, 68. Blake Braley, 60. Connor Tracy, 52. Sivitalakai, 47. Got a try taken off him. That was a little bit controversial. That could have quite easily been 80 points. I think he came off at the back end with an injury that no one's really spoken about. So keep an eye on Siffer this week if you have brought him in. Toby Rudolph, 46. Jack Williams, 45. Aaron Woods, 41. Tolman, 39. Anyone else overly relevant? Not really. Will Chambers, 22. Yeah, no one else to really dive into there for the Cronulla Sharks. Let's have a look. So the two games of the week for me, these two games were unreal and a sign to me that these rules are working. You just got to, all the teams have just got to catch up. Um, the Penrith Panthers taking on the Sydney Roosters. Penrith missing a number of troops, including Nathan Cleary. Sydney Roosters missing three quarters of their squad. Uh, I thought this was an unreal game of footy, 20 to 14. Very impressive. Uh, Matt Burton, geez, he's a footballer. Fuck me, he is a good footballer. I remember when 
start of the season when Canterbury, they wouldn't swap him for Dylan Napa. Jesus Christ, is that, is that the biggest regret of all time? At the same time, I also think it's unreal for Matt Burton to have this season to find himself and develop into an even better footballer. I don't think he would have done that at Canterbury this year, realistically. So it's probably a double-edged sword. But uh, yeah, Matt Burton, he is one hell of a footballer. Very, very impressive. For the Sydney Roosters, I thought Radley was unreal. He's doing so much work at the moment, along with Joey Manu. Mate, the amount of work that he's coming into the middle and doing has been unreal. Uh, a couple of opportunities that the Roosters let slip. I think there was two times that Adam Kieran probably should have scored. I think they were both bombs. So, mate, what the Roosters are doing at the moment is very, very impressive. Just to be hanging in the contest says a lot about the club, says a lot about the structures that they've built there. Jared Rea Hargroves, he copped a sin bin and, uh, in the 32nd minute. Uh, it was a pretty controversial one. They obviously scored straight after that. Momor obviously scored essentially the next set. Matt Burton scored a little bit after he came back on, but I think that the time with 12 players definitely had an impact. We're hearing that Rhea Hargrave is going to be rested this week because he's just banged up. He's had an unbelievable season and a lot of pushback off this sin bidding. And look, I, I kind of think it's fair, to be honest with you, but the problem is that it's not consistent. And dare I say, if that wasn't Jared Rhea Hargraves and it was Isaiah Yo. It's probably not a sin bin, yeah. I think because guys like Jared Rhea Hargraves, guys like Kane Evans, guys like, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the redhead over at Canterbury, big fiery feather, Hetherington, like these sort of guys, I think they definitely do get targeted and we tend to enforce the rules more on these sort of guys, usual suspects. But, I mean, you sort of make your bed yourself on that being a usual suspect over the years. Look, I actually like the Rhea Hargraves sin bin, to be honest with you, and I think the game would be better if we consistently sin bin that all the time. And, you know, I think that's how you improve it because players will stop doing it. If they're getting sin bin consistently for doing that, they will stop doing it. But we tried that a few months ago and everyone said, oh, this game's shit, too many sin bins, blah, blah, blah. Being strict like this is how you change the things that you don't like in the game, yeah? This is how you change slowing down in the ruck. That's the reality of the situation. You look at rugby union. I mean, you're not allowed to high tackle. You're not allowed to uh, make any contact with the head. You're not allowed to shoulder charge there because the players know you get binned or red carded straight away. And how many of those tackles do you see? Not many because they understand the rules and they enforce them each and every time. Sometimes it's unlucky. Tough shit. Don't do it. I think that for us to get a better game, we do need to be strict on these sort of things. But fans need to accept that when your players make a mistake or they're tired and they do something, it's still the rules. Yeah, I understand it's fast. I understand it's quick. But it's the reality of the situation. You you don't want to see the ruck slow down. You've got to have these sort of rules in place. I agree with the sim bidding there for Jared Rear Hargraves. But I also agree with a lot of you guys that said they're just not consistent with them, which is fair. Let's have a look at Supercoach scores. For the Penrith Panthers, top scorer, Matty Burton. Sensational performance, 134. Viliami Kikau, 93. Dill Edwards, 61. Isaiah Yo 55. Momorowski, 54. Liam Martin, 53. Isaac Tago on the bench for a lot of people. 51. Hopefully he plays this week. I might need him. Scotty Sorensen, 50. I love to see Scott Sorensen doing what he's doing at the moment. He's always had this sort of ability. He's just been underutilized his entire career. I've always been a big Sorensen fan. Really happy for him. Others that are relevant. Api Curacao, 44. Kurt Cable, 37. Jerome Luai, a lot of people still carrying Jerome Luai, 30 points. Just waiting for Cleary to return, but God knows when that'll be. Fingers crossed this afternoon. Charlie Stain, 16. That wraps up all the relevant guys to the Panthers. For the Chooks, Joey Manu, 97. I'll tell you what, if you brought in Manu a couple of weeks ago, how cheering are you? It looked like he was going to get one to two weeks playing fullback. 
And he did play fullback, and he brained it, and then he's gone back onto the wing, which means extra base stats, more runs, more tackle breaks, more offloads. It's been unreal. So Joey Manu, 97 there. You're very, very happy if you brought him in a couple of weeks ago. Victor Radley, I spoke about him, 95. I think he's in for a big few weeks, Rads, especially with Jared Rea Hargraves being rested. Uh, you got Takiyahu, who's still carrying this hamstring injury. I think it's going to be a big win for Victor Radley. James Tedesco, 92. Angus Crichton, 80. Looks like he's going to miss the next three weeks. Devastating for Supercoach owners. Daniel Tupu, 62. Nat Butcher, 59. Sammy Verrills, 58 with a try assist. Takiaho, 47. Egan Butcher, 37. I'm telling you, watch this kid, man. He is going to be special. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sure. Sammy Walker, a disappointing 33 for a lot of owners there, but a tough game. I mean, to get 33 out of the Panthers is probably a little bit better than what you could have expected, I think, realistically. Adam Kieran, 21. That could have been 60-odd if he held the ball a couple more times and scored those tries. Uh, Tupanua, he got moved out to the centers. Only scored 17, so very disappointing there. And Jared Rhea Hargraves, obviously got Simbin, didn't play a heap of minutes. Five points there for Rhea Hargraves. Let's move on to the last game of Super Saturday, and of the year and for me it lived up to expectations. I really enjoyed this game between the Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls. I thought that Melbourne really had them on the ropes. I thought they were going to really dig their heels in and then the intercept came. Jason Saab. What a huge play in the context of that game. If he doesn't take that I think Melbourne score again and I think they could have put 40-odd points on them. It really got Manly back into the contest. It was a huge play by Jason Saab. Well done to him. And of course they came out from half time. And straight away, Ruben Garrick scored, which actually put them up in this game, which I was not expecting at all. I didn't expect them to lead at any point. Then the Melbourne Storm went to work. Justin Olam, how intimidating is this guy? Such an unreal footballer. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, Then Ruben Garrick struck back. Cameron Munster scored in the back end to wrap this one up. Look, Pappenhausen, I saw Phil Gould talk about him, saying that he hasn't got his full confidence back. And I completely agree, but I think it is going to take a little bit of time. Uh, I don't like the way they're using Hines and Pappy. I would keep them both on the field at the same time. But I also think once they start to get the rest of their squad back and you start to get some of your big boys on the bench back as well, I think they will start to keep them both on the field, but they're just a little bit light at the moment on their bench as far as their middles go to be carrying all these guys. But, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, Manly, they, they didn't even play well. They got within 10 points. Yeah, they did, but they, you know, they did get an intercept to get them back into the game. Melbourne has still missing so many middles it's not even funny. Like, they are going to be a completely different football side in a few weeks once again. I mean, you have a look at that bench for the Melbourne Storm. Um, Tommy Eisenhuth, Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhaus. I mean, you've got a hooker and a fullback. And then you've got Tepai Moroa. He only played 10 minutes. Once they start to get, you know, your Tui Kamikamikas, these guys back, it's going to be a different beast. I can't wait to see Melbourne in a couple of weeks. Harry Grant, wow. 
What a performance. He is an absolute freak. We don't need to talk too much about him. We've been talking about him for two and a half years now, sucking him off. So no need to go in any more depth on Harry Graham, but he is unbelievable. The back end of this season, he's going to absolutely brain it for me. I'll tell you what, if you've got an option to get on someone for a Clive Churchill, have a good look at Harry Grant because the form he's in at the moment is unbelievable. I cannot wait to see him in the back end on grand final day. There's going to be a lot of energy in that game for the first 20 minutes. Whoever they're playing, they're going to belt and bass each other. All of a sudden, fresh Harry Grant comes on. Everyone's gassed. It's going to be lethal. Look, Supercoach-wise, in this one, we'll start with the Manly Seagulls. Ruben Garrick, 110. Really impressive performance coming up against the Melbourne Storm. Not many guys ton up in a loss against the Melbourne Storm. Tom Travojevic, 87. I mean, they kept him reasonably quiet. He, he made a couple of errors as well, and a couple of times that they probably could have scored as well. To get 87 just shows how good Tommy is. Absolute freak. Jake Travojevic, 50. Joshy Schuster, 46. Disa E41, Jason Saab, 37. No try there for Saab. Uh, Alakawatu, 35. Brad Parker, 32. Morgan Harper, 30. Paseca, 21 with an injury. He's going to be a big loss for them going to be a massive loss for them. There are better front rowers in our game, but just the presence he brings and the big body they've now got to replace for him. And the other thing is you're replacing him with guys that haven't been playing Reggie, so it's a massive loss for Seca. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm, supercoach-wise, Cam Munster, 84, top scorer there. Justin Olam, 79. Jerome Hughes, 65. Harry Grant, 61, off the pine. Brandon Smith, the cheese, 57. Kenny Bromwich, 53. Finney Kane, 46. Christian Welsh, 43. Nico Hines, 41. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, a disappointing 32. Remus Smith, a disappointing 24 there. Josh Adokar, if you brought him in this week, a real stinger, 16. But you knew this was what you were getting in for when you brought uh, him into this into, into your side. So give him a few weeks, see how he goes, because he will score tries at some point. We all know that. Now, Sunday afternoon footy, we kicked off with the Canterbury Bulldogs taking on the West Tigers. Uh, West Tigers scored very early. They had so much ball to start the game. Luciano Le Lewis scored in the third minute. Nick Meany bounced back very quickly. And then the Tigers just ran into gear in the first half. Kenny Mamalo scoring two cracking tries. Look, I didn't think Canterbury were that bad, but they just left their run pretty late there, to be honest with you. I don't think either of these teams are... Well, obviously, Canterbury won't. I mean, the West Tigers, they can potentially give it a shake and make the finals this year. I don't think they will. They have got a good run coming up, no doubt about it, but I think they played the Penrith Panthers at one point. I can't see them beating the Penrith Panthers. One guy I will touch on, he scored the first try, obviously, Luciano Lelua. To see him take the shackles off and offload the ball and move it around was sensational. He is such a dangerous footballer. Good to see him on Tales from Tigertown being himself last night as well. It's obviously been a really tough season for a lot of these guys, but I think he's been very, very impressive this year, and I think he's going to have a big finish at the end of the year. Adam Dway, he was another one that really impressed me. Uh, he's not the most orthodox 5'8", but, geez, he's a good footballer, and I think they've just got to give him more ball and just let him run. Let's have a look super coach wise for the West Tigers top scorer there. Luciano Lelua, 105. Dwayhe, 86. Mamalo, 76. Twal, a big 65. Luke Brook, 60. Stefano, just keeps keeping on. 55 super coach points there. Moses and by 54. Sean Bloor, 53. He's playing 80 minutes. I didn't think he would be. Egg all over my face. Sean Bloor, 53 there. Jacob Little, 50. Uh, who else is relevant here? David Nofaluma, unfortunately, only got a 29 uh, for people that went Noff there. And Zach Sini, a lot of people still holding him on their bench. A disappointing 10 points there came off the bench. Let's have a look at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Relevant guys, top scorer Nick Meany, 91. Corey Waddell and Jay. 
Jake Averillo, they combined for a brilliant try. Corey Waddell, 70. Jake Averillo, 65. Joshy Jackson, 59. Jeremy Marshall King, 56. Jeez, he's playing some good footy, Jeremy Marshall King. He's really come on this year. Hopawade, 50. Scoop, 49. Adam Elliott, 47. Beyondi Odo started in the sixth jersey. I thought he did really well. He's really electrifying. I think that over the next two weeks, he will score more and more points, to be honest with you. He's just a footballer. I'm a big fan of him. Only scored 30, 39 points, but... I mean, geez, he was really close to scoring that try that Nick Meany scored. He was just electrifying. Keep an eye on him over the next few weeks. Uh, Jack Hetherington, 34. No one else overly relevant from that game. Last game of the week saw the Gold Coast Titans taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Really weird game, this one. I felt like the Titans were always in control. They were always going to win this game. And then all of a sudden, the Cowboys just came to life in the last 15, 20 minutes or so. Val Holmes scored. Kyle Felt scored another one. Thought there was a couple of opportunities that Kyle Felt really bombed in this game that could have been anything. So disappointing for Kyle Felt and the North Queensland Cowboys. Just making their job harder and harder, especially to lose a game to the Titans, a team that they're right in that logjam with. So looks like the Titans will be playing finals footy this year by the looks of it. So exciting times for the Gold Coast. Look, Toby Sexton, we're going to talk about him more over the next 24 hours. He is such an impressive little talent. I love watching him go about his footy. His kicking game is unreal. For such a young guy to be doing what he's doing, honestly, I I can't find enough compliments for him at the moment. AJ Brimson, he looks to be getting back to his best as well. He's playing a lot down that right edge. I'd love to see him hover over to the left as well. It's like that left edge, they're just letting... Uh, Ash Taylor run that entire side. If you've got a guy like AJ Brimson, you need him playing across the whole field. He only plays from about 45% onwards on the field, and I don't really understand why. So I'd like to see some changes there. Dave Fafita scored another try coming off the bench. This might be his spot, and this is what I spoke about at the start of the year, that being benched, it's not so much a downgrade anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's how you play the game. If you've got a guy that can have massive impact... Let the other guys belt and bash each other for the first 20 minutes and bring on your impact guy. We're talking for Fafita, Harry Grant, these sort of fellas. Um, yeah, a, a good game from Ash Taylor as well. Had some really nice touches. Obviously, he's off contract at the end of this season, looking for a contract somewhere else next year. So, fingers crossed for Ash Taylor, he can find a deal somewhere. Cowboys, Tommy Dearden scored off a charge down. Um, Val Holmes finished the game really strong, but... I mean, for the vast majority of the game, the first 60 minutes, I thought Val was pretty disappointing. But obviously returning from injury, but this is the reality with these star players. You need them to, to be performing week in, week out, coming back from injury, whatever it might be. They need to be performing to compete in this competition. I don't understand what Peyton's doing with Tao Malolo. I just just let him play in the middle. Let him play 80 minutes. Fuck, if, if you don't get to the 8th, ninth, 10 year of this contract, who cares? Just let him go. Just make a move on him. You've got to get the best out of this guy whilst you can. I just don't understand the way that he's being used. I think that they're just trying to outthink the room sometimes with Tao Malolo, and I think he's just one of those guys that you've just got to let him go and play footy. I mean, he obviously played 80 minutes out on the edge, but... 14 runs for 127 metres. I mean, 14 runs for a second rower is still a good knock, realistically. But to only get 127 metres, he's the most damaging runner in our game. Is just ridiculous. Still got 50 post-contact metres, which is more than anyone else on his team. So... I mean, the potential is there. There's no doubt about it. I just don't understand the way that they're using him at the moment. I think it's a complete waste of time. Put him in the middle. Let him just play up front. Just put him in the front row and just let him go and play footy. You don't have to play him for 80 minutes. I would, but put him out there for 60, 70 in the middle. Just let him go. He's too good not to for me. Uh, Supercoach-wise, in this one for the Gold Coast Titans, top score, Bo Fulmore. A really impressive game from him. 96 through an absolute seed of a flick pass at one point. David Fafita, Keith performing 87. AJ Brimson, 87. 
86. Brian Kelly, 75. Big Tino, 66. Uh, Toby Sexton, 66. Wow, Toby Sexton just keeps on scoring points. He's doing unreal things. Goal kicking sensationally as well, too. Ash Taylor, 64. Corey Thompson, 53. Marshew, 45. Paddy Herbert, 42. Mo Waker, 33. Jared Wallace, after a big few weeks, came back down to earth. 30 super coach points there. For the Cowboys, top scorer Kyle Felt, 88. Might be the worst 88 I've ever seen, just quietly. Uh, Val Holmes, 87. Cohen Hess, 54. Reese Robson, 52. Tommy Gilbert, 47. Uh, who else? Jason Taumalolo got a 39. Dearden, a 36. Jake the Snake Granville, 23. Scotty Drinkwater, a disappointing 15. Murray Tuolagi, he left the game and did not return. So, disappointing day all round by North Queensland Cowboys. I've heard a lot of their fans getting very emotional online. Saw a couple of videos, too, that were just out of this world by some fans. Um, disappointing game for the North Queensland Cowboys, but the Titans, they look to be on the up, and they look like they might sneak into the top eight this year, which would be a sensational knock for them. Guys, plenty more content coming today. We'll be doing our Round 22 team list, doing our live review of those. And then we have Brett White, former Melbourne Storm and Canberra Raiders legend, and of course, New South Wales and Australian Kangaroos representative coming on to name his dream team. An unreal chat with a champion bloke who's picked a sensational team as well. Can't wait to bring that to you this afternoon. Stay tuned, 5 p.m. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 